Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Oaken Action Podcast, where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. We are back. Yes. I know we've been taking a lot of breaks lately. Yeah. Um, the only reason is is because our schedules haven't been lining up lately. Nope. We've been having issues uh, getting together and recording on Tuesday, Fridays, but I think we have a couple of things figured out on how we can keep these going. Yes. But we are back with episode 49, and now instead of recording our normal Monday Night Raw recap on, on Tuesday night, we are doing a What Have We Missed episode, essentially. Which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of Raws and SmackDowns and NXTs to go over. Yep. We also have Hell in a Cell, which we didn't go over. Yep. We have Halloween Havoc, yep. which we haven't gone over. And we have Full Gear, which just happened this past weekend yep. that we need and, to go over. And Match of the Year we have to go over. Yes, Match of the Year from NXT UK. Yes. yes. So we're going to be going over these few things, not in as much detail as we normally would with a pay-per-view review. No. But we're going to be going over the big points from all the Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEWs that we have missed. And how everything's kind of tied into where we currently yeah. sit with yes. all the different promotions yes. and everything like Which, that. Which on Thursday or Friday, we are going to be doing our Raw and Wednesday Night Wars recap. Mm-hmm. And then the following Tuesday, we will be back with Smack, uh, SmackDown from Friday, next week's Raw, and Doinked, which is, returning. which is returning Wednesday, and then we'll be back on schedule. Yes. So, without further ado, let's get into Hell in a Cell. What I can tell you right now is the last month of wrestling has been phenomenal. Yes. And it started with Hell in a Cell. Yeah. It started with the build-up to Hell in a Cell, yeah. and it started to what happened at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Now, there were a couple of throwaway matches. We're not going to talk about the 24-7 stuff. I'm done with the 24-7 stuff. R-Truth is an absolute magician. He makes everything great. Even the little things that he was doing with Bobby Lashley, asking him about Bobby Boucher's autograph a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago inside the ring. He had yeah. his cup, which the Hurt Business ended up signing anyway. Drew Gulak's way better than being in the 24-7 thing. There's no reason he should be in that. We're talking about Drew Gulak several months ago where he's having his feud with Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan's basically picking him up and putting him in the Intercontinental Championship scene. Mm -hmm. Now he's in the 24-7 Championship scene. It makes no sense. So as far as I'm concerned, we do not need to talk about the 24-7 Championship ever again unless somebody gets eaten by a shock again. Okay, I'm done with that stuff. Agreed. But Roman Reigns, Jey Uso? Oh my God. Wow. This... If the match we're going to get to a little bit later on didn't happen how it did, I would put this as almost match of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this this has been the buildup of the year. This has been probably, and it's only had two matches, this might be feud of the year. Roman Reigns, having only been back in WWE. Since, uh, since August. Yeah, since he came down, wore the shirt, wreck everyone and leave. Wrecked everyone, won his title, and started screwing. He is going to be PW Insiders Wrestler of the Year for 2021. I'm calling it right now. Top heel of professional wrestling right now. Complete 180 shift. First of all, the first match that they had, which we already talked about, which was amazing, mm-hmm. where he tells him to call him the tribal chief. Yeah. You, Paul, don't call me the tribal chief. He's to call me the tribal chief. And just basically wrecked shop in that match. Mm-hmm. And how they talked back into this with this match, with Jimmy coming out. And the only reason, Jay wasn't going to quit. No. Jay had no plans on quitting in this match. No, he, until, say, he, he even said before the week before, he was going to take the beating that Roman gave him, no matter how much. 
Roman could knock him out. He would not utter the words, I quit. Yes. Until Jimmy got put in that chokehold. Until his brother. And that shows family. Yes. He quit for family. Correct. But not for Roman. Nope. What has happened on the few SmackDowns oh. previous or post. prior. You mean post. Yeah, prior. post. Yeah. Have been magical. Incredible. Yeah. So to recap this match, Roman goes over. Roman walks up the aisle. Sika and um, Safer. Safer are waiting up there. They give him the lay. He stands in between the two of them, holding his belt, looking back at the two brothers who are in the ring, destroyed at this point. Mm-hmm. The following SmackDown, Jay Uso has a Survivor Series qualifier match against Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. and Jay snaps. Mm-hmm. Jay snaps. I now see why Roman's doing this. I now see what my importance is into the family. I need to listen to Roman, yada, yada, yada. And he's basically just become Roman's sidekick. Uh, not sidekick, but his his henchman almost. Yeah, basically. Um, which he has um, professed saying that uh, Roman is the tribal chief. Yes. He is the head of the table. Yes. He has admitted it. Such a great story arc. Future booking. When he's cleared, do Jay and Jimmy have a match? Because Jimmy's going to try and say, what the hell are you doing back in this guy? He, you see what he's doing? You see what you're doing? What the hell do you think you're doing? They have a match. I don't think... Jay beats Jimmy. I don't think Jay and Jimmy have a match. I think Roman puts Jimmy in his place real quick. He basically just tells Jimmy, you want to do this? But I'll do to you what I did to your brother. But it's but it's also the thing that if, if Jay st- or Jimmy starts to attack Jay like Kevin Owens was, like Charlie... Not Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Caruso. It was Kayla. No, oh, it was Kayla. Kayla Braxton. Like that's right. Kayla was doing to Jay. Roman told, hey, Jay, go handle this. They're attacking the family. Yeah. You go handle this, like he did with Kevin Owens. But this is different because this is family attacking family. And the only person who attacks the family, who takes care of the family, is the tribal chief. The tribal chief will take care of Jay Uso. Tribal chief will take care of Jimmy Uso. The tribal chief will take care of Dwayne Johnson at WrestleMania. Period. You still think that's happening? That's definitely happening. Okay, he's going to make sure that people understand that throughout the entire bloodline, throughout the entire lineage, the Snookers, the Mayavias, the Usos, it doesn't matter. It now runs through and will remain running through Roman Reigns this point forward. Yeah. He is going... The run that we were talking about Drew McIntyre having gone on, which he hadn't gotten pinned clean since Survivor Series last year, mm-hmm. and then suffered his first clean pinfall the week before Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. this is the type of run we're going to see Roman Reigns on. Where he's not touched He for is weeks. untouchable. And honestly, if if I was going to really push this booking, okay, I have a funny feeling you're going to get a, a Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan feud out of this yeah. before WrestleMania. And coming out of WrestleMania, it could be the return of Brock Lesnar. That Friday night SmackDown after WrestleMania, you could get the return of Brock Lesnar, and he's the one going after Roman Reigns. I could see that. I could definitely see that because also with the fact of Roman uh, of uh, Paul being there, yes, Paul's gonna not know what to do. Yeah, and eventually Paul. It's almost going to be like that 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 screw job that Paul Heyman had back when Brock Lesnar made his first run in WWE, mm-hmm. where Paul Heyman ended up teaming up with the Big Show to take out Brock Lesnar. Do not be surprised if Paul Heyman basically writes the same storyline, but it's now Brock Lesnar he brings in to defeat Roman Reigns. 
Yeah, so is it going to be almost like the same thing when Paul Heyman was teaming with, with CM, CM Punk, Punk and screw turned on Punk yes. to go with... Was it Brock at that Brock point? Was Brock Lesnar at that point. Yes. Yeah. So it, you're going to see... like That seems to be his story cycle with, with yeah. him being a manager. And I really, really, really will enjoy this. Oh, yeah. I, I can't... I can't and say is that, it enough. And is that Roman's face turn next year? I don't think he turns face. I think he just gets more and more angry at this. And you can do. Remember, some or of, does he? Or does he just find himself to the other brand? No, no, he's going to remain on SmackDown. But I would end up. Ha- what I think ends up happening is you'll end up getting the switch of the the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship again, where they'll they'll switch brands again. Do you know Universal title go back to Raw. Yeah, exactly. Go back to the red belt and stuff like that. Yeah, I just. Not we've gotten a little bit off track here, but man, this Roman Reigns saga has been unbelievable. I love the way it was built. This match was beautiful. The spots that were in this match, the drive by with the with the steel steps into the mm-hmm. ring post, unbelievable, man. Such a good match. And, and it's also the thing that Jay also knocked Roman out. Yeah, Jay yeah. choked Roman out, but obviously Roman can't say I quit when he's choked out when yep. he's knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Match doesn't end. Nope. Um, next uh, match was, um, I believe it was Hardy versus Elias, correct? Uh, the next match was Hardy versus Elias. Which um, Elias went over correct, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really hasn't led Elias to... Elias went over via DQ. Yes. Because Hardy snapped. Yeah. And, and then it continued to more and more matches that yeah. ended with guitar shots. Guitar and shots. and A guitar and, and a pole match. And Jeff Hardy didn't make the Survivor Series team because Elias got involved in his yeah. match. And then... Elias didn't make the Survivor Series team because Hardy got involved. And then yeah, they it's were a in continuing. The tri- and then they were in the triple threat this past week with Riddle. It's not yeah, that Yeah, they Riddle. got rid of his name. Now it's Riddle. Yeah. Um, They had the triple threat match in which Riddle pins Elias clean. I think we're going to get one more blow-off match between Hardy, Hardy and, Elias, and Elias maybe and on a Monday Night Raw. Ways. And then I think maybe they stop parting their separate ways because you can only hit somebody with a guitar so many times. Yeah. Big change up here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Miz defeats Otis with the for ass- the Money in the Bank briefcase with the assist of Tucker. Yes. And the whole reason Tucker turned on Otis is because it's always been about Otis. Yep. Otis and Mandy, Otis and Mandy, Otis and this, Otis and that. When Otis he got the Money the in the Bank, bank. He's, all single, he's a singles guy now. Whatever happened to Heavy Machinery, it's exactly what you get when you get a t- tag team breakup. Yeah. It's it, one person's favorite over another. It's Monty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Exactly. It's what it was. It was Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. It was Edge. It was Christian. It, mm-hmm. um, it was Kevin Owens and uh, Chris Jericho. Kevin yeah. Owens and Sami Zayn. It's just I know that they weren't tag partners, but Kevin Owens came in as Sami Zayn's yeah. best friend and then basically destroyed my takeover. Oh, yeah. Um, I hated the breakup of Heavy Machinery because I don't think they ever got their just due. With, they never won the titles. Yeah. And the thing about that is, you and I had already talked about this in a past episode. With the money in the bank, it, you don't have to go after the top title. You can go after whatever belt you want. Yeah. They should have went after the tag titles. Yeah. And you know something else? You know what this kind of reminds me of where it was a... I don't think they're going to get the feud out of it that they that another team did. They're not going to. Is another team that never got their just dues but still broke up because one person popped more than the other was Enzo and Cass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Enzo was always getting the spotlight, getting this, getting that, getting this, you know, getting that. because he's awesome on the mic. Yeah. And Otis is that lovable character. Yeah. And Cass, the bigger of the two, yep. snaps. Yep. Like I that. Just, I just, I didn't like it. Um, I mean, it writes itself, but now Tuck is basically just cannon fodder, and he's in the 24-7 championship thing, and he looked really bad 
um, the week before with Ricochet in the match again. When, yeah. When Retribution ran yeah. in and stuff like, I didn't like. And he's it. Tucker Knight again. Yeah, he's Tucker Knight. He's, I don't know. I'm not happy about that whole thing. I am happy the Miz has the Money in the Bank briefcase though. Kind of wish it was Morrison, but it, you know, it works better with Miz in my opinion. I don't think Morrison came here to win belts. I think Morrison came here to collect a check. You know, I think finish he came his career. here to work with Miz. Correct. They're best friends. You know what I mean? Outside yeah. and inside the ring, they're best yeah. friends. So. Next oh. was the women's Hell in a Cell match between Sasha oh, and Bailey. Man, we both got this very wrong. Yeah, I thought Bailey was going to hold this title all the way to WrestleMania, dude. I their rivalry ended this past Friday. Yeah, ended. They're not going to pick this back up. Maybe until Mania season now, because now Banks is going to deal with Carmella. You know, you know when this feud is going to get picked back up. When Bailey wins the Rumble, but that's what I mean. Yeah, leading into, mm-hmm. into WrestleMania Mania season, we I had Banks winning the Rumble. Like I had Bailey winning said, this match. What I had said months ago was that you're gonna get the Hell in a Cell. Bailey's gonna put Banks back on the shelf for several months. Yeah, Banks returns at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Banks wins the Royal Rumble. Banks wins at Mania. Now you're gonna get Banks is cleaned up, finished with Bailey. Get a short term feud with Carmella because the returning Carmella, you need to get her back into the spotlight. And then you're gonna build to Bailey going to me Royal Rumble, winning the Rumble, and then going to Mania and facing Banks at that point. Mm-hmm. If Banks holds the belt that long, because we all know Banks <laughs> relinquishes titles very quickly. She she won she, she won her first ever title retention. I know she. So she I won think a I think that's her her flipping. Okay, is that her beating Bailey to retain the belt is the breaking of the curse, and she's gonna retain the belt through the entire Carmella feud. Because they're not going to put that belt on Carmella yet. No, not she's yet. not built up that much. No. She's not built up that much yet. Um, her build, her vignette build, reminds me a lot of Emelina. Yeah, except they actually f- went through with this build. Yeah, Emelina, they just kind of they Emelina finally debuted and said, "No, I'm Emma," and went back for like four weeks and then yeah. came back and just hung out for uh, two months and then left. Yeah, but um, great Hell in a Cell match again, very oh, brutal kendo sticks and. Very brutal match. The chair continued to be there. Yep. That chair continued to be there till Friday night. Yep. Very enjoyable feud. I'm very happy where it had left off. Yeah. You can put a period on this chapter. Yeah. And eventually you can get to the next chapter when it comes to this, mm-hmm. which I can't wait for. And the next match, I called, you flipped on it. So oh. we, we split on this pay-per-view. But hold on. You you forgot Lashley and Slapjack. Oh. The end of... The end of her business versus Retribution. So Retribution basically got retconned after this pay-per-view. All right, we can talk about that really quickly. Okay, Retribution was Hurt Business's problem. Hurt Business basically ended Retribution at this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Retribution was retconned the following week. Now Retribution is going after different things. It looks like, like yeah, they're basically um, the first time we see Retribution again is post Tucker Knight versus Ricochet. Mustafa Ali calls out Ricochet after Ricochet beats Tucker Knight. They beat up Ricochet in the ring this past week. Ali beats Ricochet yeah. in a match. And I think they're kind of building towards them two are having they, a blow-off. Are they building as Ricochet, or not Ricochet, Mustafa Ali now has three bodyguards? It looks that in way. In Slapjack, Dio, uh, Dio Matt, well, uh, whatever. Slapjack, T-Bar, and Mace. Yeah. It looks that way. It looks like they're building towards that, and it looks like they're building towards Mia Yim going after Asuka and 
Zelina Vega. So I want to see how that plays out. Um, as far as Lashley Slapjack, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it was a very quick United States Championship match. Slapjack looked looked very weird in the ring. Their styles don't mesh, and I think that's kind of why they've kind of killed this this rivalry. Yeah. But because of this rivalry, the Hurt Business is cashing in. Mm-hmm. They're just due payment from the WWE. Mm-hmm. We're getting a tag team title match next week. I'm excited about that, but we'll yeah. talk about that on the Raw recap this weekend. Yeah. Main event. Orton beats McIntyre, 14-time champion. I know. I love it. Uh, so do I. I mean, we've been talking about months that Randy Orton needs to win this belt. Mm-hmm. Wins this belt. Win this belt. And then the one time I don't pick him to win the belt, he wins, he the, wins belt. the belt. I, 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 so I basically saw it on the cards. If he didn't win the ambulance match, he was going to win at Hell in a Cell and end the feud. The feud's not ended. No, the feud obviously the not. feud's not going to end. It's not going to end until post-Survivor Series. Yeah. What's the pay-per-view after Survivor Series? TLC. TLC. TLC, last one of the year. It may not happen at TLC. It may happen at... Rumble? Rumble. I don't know. I don't know. All I all I can say is this. <laughs> so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real fantasy book in here. Does McIntyre win two years in a row? At the Rumble? Yeah. No, he beats Orton at the Rumble. He beats Orton at the Rumble to retain the belt, to, to, to re- regain the belt. Regain the belt. Yeah, he's not going to win the Rumble two years in a row. Does Orton win the Rumble? No, Orton's not going to enter the Rumble. No? No. We're we're not going to get ahead on the Rumble. The The Rumble is a whole other animal. Well, it's not even just a whole other animal. It's all dependent upon... um, What what championship needs a challenger? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Because no one thought Charlotte was going to win it in Challengeria this past year. Yep. We saw McIntyre going to be the one to challenge Brock. So when McIntyre eliminated Brock... We knew, yeah, at that point. But it's as we said, it's what championship doesn't already have a feud that's gonna already lead to Mania. All right, my pick for Mania for Royal Rumble is Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble to go after Roman Reigns. I could see it, but only, only if they don't get the Rock for Roman Reigns. Only if they don't get the Rock for Roman Reigns. So I see the Rock. There happening. is zero percent chance that Rock wins the Rumble. Zero percent, zero percent. No way. They're not gonna. They're not gonna put him in that spot. No way. No. I hope not. Okay. No way. What percent chance that Big E wins the Rumble? Oh, man, I feel like they've gone a little. You think they've gone away from Big E right now? A little quiet with Big E. Yeah, because he hasn't been on TV for a while. Yeah. So maybe they have him off screen. Working on a new character, not this, not completely getting rid of the new day Biggie, but kind of uh, sharpening him a little bit, making him a little bit more aggressive. The only thing I could think of is if you get this whole tribal family thing with Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso, and um, Roman. Roman, you maybe get a returning new day back to SmackDown, possibly, maybe. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's what I think may happen. If if they're gonna do it that way, if they want to put Biggie into that picture, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves, yeah. way ahead of ourselves. The fact that Randy Orton beat McIntyre is huge, yeah, huge. Um, it it feels like Randy Orton hasn't had a, a significant title reign in a long time, so maybe they're gonna let him hold this belt for a little while. Yeah, 
I could see it. I'd enjoy it. Ninety plus days. You know what I mean? Because yeah. most of his title reigns. A lot are of his title 30, reigns are under under, th- under sixty or seventy days. Under yeah. forty five days. Yeah, he has a lot. Of, he has a one day title reign in his in his catalog. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm interested to see what they do. I don't mind Randy Orton having the belt. He looks good with the belt, and he has he has multiple problems he's dealing with right now. So mm-hmm. we're talking about Roman Reigns. The Miz tried to cash in last week. Yeah. with the Money in the Bank, and then he's got the Fiend, mm-hmm. who's got the whole. Firefly Funhouse payback that he has to do because yeah. Randy Orton burned down his compound. Yes, and, and since we're on the topic of the Fiend, Alexa Bliss Alexa Bliss is, is playing the best character she has ever played. Dude, that that whole scene last week on Raw when he puts the heel glove over her eyes and then she just starts spewing the blood out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unbelievable. She's she is perfect in this role. She is. She is. She's she's such she's a very good wrestler, which people need to remember. Yeah. But her strength is character work. Character work. Hundred yeah. percent it's her strength. Yeah. Hundred percent. Does it move her into the title picture? I don't know. What I know She doesn't need a belt. She doesn't need to wrestle right now. No. She she, she is that she is that Scarlet Boudreaux to killer cross for the fiend and Bray Wyatt. Yeah. No. But it's not like in this um valet way where she doesn't talk a ton. No. No. Her talking and her character work as this almost sister Abigail yeah. character. Miraculous. Yeah. Play in pain. Oh my God. It's incredible. Yeah. I'm surprised Lexi hasn't asked for play in pain go last Not yet. Not yet. She'll ask for him eventually. So but overall Hell in a Cell was good. Hell in a Cell was very good. The buildups post Hell in a Cell have been very good. Raw it and was, SmackDown. It was one of the better shows yeah. of the year. Raw and SmackDown have done um s- significant stuff outside once Hell in a Cell yeah. ended, continuing good storylines and stuff like that. Yeah, we talked about some of the major ones. And if we're going to compare Hell in a Cell 2019 to 2020, they made some big leaps and bounds. They improved greatly yeah. from that st- oh, yeah. stupid cluster that was the final match of 2019 with Seth Rollins and The Fiend. Yeah. Where it became a no contest. How does mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell match become a no contest? Thank God they didn't do that this year. Yeah. So next on the menu. Halloween Havoc. Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi is a gift. She is. She is. Too bad her, her tank got destroyed by I, Candace mm, Lorraine. I know. Poor Candace and, and Ghostface. So show. Yeah, now you know who Ghostface is, right? No, I don't. It, I've been trying to figure it out. It's, um. Is it, um. Indy Hartwell? It's Indy Hartwell. That's what I thought, but I was thinking, when I saw the ghost face in Johnny's match- It's Indy Hartwell. It seemed too tall. So here's the issue. So Indy Hartwell was supposed to be at the event. Mm-hmm. She got in contact with somebody who tested positive for COVID. So somebody else is playing- Somebody else. That's why they never unmasked. They, If it was- if she hadn't and she was actually ghost face, they would have unmasked it at the end of the show. At the end of the show, correct. But they didn't. So- that's where the issue laid was that Indy is being put in this position right now with the Garganos. Yeah, which is great. Oh, it is. I mean, you couldn't be teamed up with, one, two better tacticians in the ring and two, a better storyline than yeah. what they've got going in NXT right now. Yeah. I think the only two better storylines are, and we'll get to it, The what I'm calling the the pan pan-British American invasion that we got yeah. going on over here versus the Undisputed Era. And, um, um, oh God, 
Why can't I think of it right now? What's his name? What's his name? Gar- uh, uh, Champa? No, Cameron Grimes. Oh, yeah. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Grimes. He's amazing. He's losing oh. his mind. It's amazing. Yeah. But Johnny Gargano becomes the first two-time NXT North American North champion. American champion, yeah. So good. And he never said he hated wheels. Remember that. No, he Never didn't. hated wheels. No. I don't know what anyone's talking about. Um, It is disappointing a little bit that, you know, Priest, Priest does lose his title. Belt after a short but still pro- uh, profit, not profitable, but... but uh. Prosperous reign. Yeah. I mean, he had two great matches with Gargano. Yeah. Um, the one that he had at NXT. Um, oh, what was the pay-per-view? 31? 31. Yeah, the one that was right before Halloween yeah. Havoc. Had a great match in that. And then he obviously had a great match with Johnny well, Gargano this time. We, we've yet to mention the CWC. Oh, the place is awesome. Yeah, it's it's essentially a mini... It's it's almost like an upscaled raw underground. Yeah. With the the chain link, yep. but it's a miniature and Thunderdome. Fan, and they got fans in there and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they got So th- what I found out it's PC recruits, family and friends of the actual wrestlers and like 5 or 10% actual fans yeah. that can buy tickets. It, and it's really good. Yeah. yeah, I like the way I like the with the interaction, especially with someone like Pat McAfee who's coming out there oh. calling everybody dumb. <laughs> the people in the crowd dumb. People on the on the screens dumb. Er, it's, he, I love Pat McAfee. He is what only Lockett and Danny Birch needed. Yes, yes, he would. I love only Lockett and Danny Birch. Their heel turn is amazing. Yeah, and Pat McAfee's reasoning behind it is even better. Is even better. He was the one who paid Rich Holland to go after Adam Cole mm-hmm. after Takeover Thirty One. And, and then, then Rich Oni. Holland, and then Rich Holland got hurt, and Oni Lorcan had heard about the money that Rich Holland was receiving, and said, "Hey, how do we get in on this? We're sick of the undisputed era." And he recruited them, and they're the ones who attacked. Um, and Pete Dunn's already has beef with the undisputed era. Exactly, it's perfect. So Pete Dunn's spot was supposed to be for Rich Holland. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, things happen. Rich Holland gets hurt. But man, like the way McAfee just talks about it mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. He is such a dickish heel. He is yeah, so he is. good. He is setting the undisputed flag on fire. Like, oh my God. And only Law- uh, Danny Birch, man, he gets all riled up when he starts talking. Yeah, like, there's a reason why he doesn't get a mic in front of him that often because he just starts fumbling all over the place and just spitting nonsense. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's it's a good spot for him, and I love that this this Pete Dunn. First off, dude is shredded. Yes. yes, he is. He looks the best he ever has. I liked Pete Dunn when he originally had the UK Championship. He had a little bit of chubbiness to it. He was a little bit bigger, but yeah, he was a bruiser weight. He's not the bruiser weight anymore, dude. He looked like his. He looks almost more shredded than Champa at some points. Yeah, yeah. And Champa was absolutely ripped. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if Pete Dunn said a word yet. No, he hasn't said anything. He just comes out there. He doesn't break to breaks elbows. Don't, not that you don't let him because he's a great talker. He doesn't need to talk. No, not with Pat Nobody McAfee. needs to talk. Pat McAfee is the only one that needs a mic in that. Yep. I cannot wait for war games. Yeah, because that's the, that's where this is leading. Oh, it is. This is the four and four. Yeah, I and I can't wait to hear William Regal come out and say, 
war game. <laughs> I know. It's going to be... It's the best way. It's the best announcement. Yes. Because they... Once all of Undisputed Era... Because war games isn't going to happen this year. It's going to probably happen early next year. No, it's going to happen this year. Do you think Undisputed Era is going to be all cleared? Yeah. Isn't Cole hurt? Isn't he legit hurt? No, I don't think he's legit hurt. The only person who left... um, Who left... um, The only two people who left... TakeOver 31 legitimately hurt were Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. Finn Balor had the broken jaw. Yeah. And Kyle O'Reilly had some internal bruising. Okay. So, yeah, they they should be fine then. Yeah. I mean, we don't know how long Finn Balor's going to be out because he had that surgery on his jaw. Yeah. And it kind of like just kind of pushing him to the side in the storyline right now, which is great because you're getting you're getting so much other things happening right now that yeah. you can kind of not forget about the NXT Championship, but kind of let that just simmer right now. Yeah. So... Oh, man, I was so excited when they were out there talking. And then all of a sudden, O'Reilly's music hits, and here comes Pete Dunne, and it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, I, so, so, so the second I, he hit the ring, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I've said this for a while. I said, and you know this, Pete Dunne is my favorite professional wrestler Yeah, currently. I love his work, his moveset in the ring. Specifically, I love his con- uh, his uh, contortions. contortions and all that. And yep. his, his birthday br- just his- passed. I know. His brawling style and all that such. This heel turn, when I saw him come out, I popped immediately. And I was like, he's got something about him. He has something up his sleeve. When I saw him come out with the two chairs, I'm like, this isn't going to go well for somebody. And that somebody's probably Kyle O'Reilly. Yep. And then it happened. And I was like, ooh, shield. <laughs> Sends one guy to go up and attack somebody else and hits him from behind. Yep. Very S.H.I.E.L.D.-esque. Yeah, very Seth Rollins. Um, This faction is exactly what we needed. Right now. For at least Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Yeah. I love Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Oh, I love them too. Pan Am Am Express, right? The uh, The Brit Am Express. Brit Am Express. And I mean... They they're unbelievable, and it's good that you know it's good that you had one team that deserved the NXT title cha- uh, tag team cha- championship, yeah. basically losing it to another team that deserved it. Yeah, they, they hadn't won it yet, and the belts look awesome on them with them suits that they wear. Yeah. I mean, we talk about um, was it uh Del Elgato Del- Elgato Del Fantasma? Yeah, like they look good in their like suits and stuff like that. Only Locke and Danny Burch, man. They shit all take it over. away. They yeah. take it to another level with just the straight black t-shirts and the oh, so good. Speaking of El Fantasmo, you had uh, the non-title match with Escobar and Jake Atlas. Um, yeah, this was weird. Um, one, it was kind of like just put together really quickly. It I, was a quick match too. I feel. I know Devlin's returned in UK. Yeah, and I know he's had some good matches in the UK. But he needs to come over here and take on this imposter. Mm-hmm. COVID restrictions. I understand all that. There's talks that the NXT UK brand may have to shut down again. Yeah. But get Devlin over here. Yeah. Even if you have to bring over your big names from UK, Jordan Devlin, Volta. Don't bring Volta. Don't bring Dragunov. Leave them over there. The leave- only one who needs to come over is here Devlin? is Devlin. That is it. That'd yeah, be because dead. he has a almost a I'll put in quotes cross brand. He has a cross NXT. Yeah, but belt. he has he has a gripe. Yeah, he never lost a title. No, never lost a title, and he's still listed on WWE.com mm-hmm. as a cruiserweight champion. Yeah, so kind of like what you do with Sami Zayn. They'll have a 
unification champion, uh, unification match. Exactly. Devlin will win it. Exactly. They should have Devlin win it. House of Horrors match. Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Cam- Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Zom- <laughs> First of all, uh, zombie referees now are haunting Cameron Grimes everywhere he goes, affecting his matches mm-hmm. everywhere he goes. And this might be the third best cinematic match that WWE put together. This year or of all time? I mean, this has basically been the only time that they've done real cinematic matches outside of... They did the House of Horrors, which was ugh. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. I mean, this has been the year where they've done a great job with the yeah. cinematics. And you say the other two are... From WrestleMania. Yeah, the Boneyard and the Five for the Finals match. Yeah. Yeah, I'll and give this one. Yeah, I'll this give one. This one was so you. good. Dexter Loomis is so good. And I like him in this role. He doesn't need to be anywhere else right now. No. Just needs to be tormenting. Yeah. Poor Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Going straight to the moon. Yeah. Going straight to zombies is where you're going, buddy. Exactly. Oh, it was so much fun. And the best part about this was the build-up throughout the night where he kept going to William Regal's like, can't we just have a normal match inside a ring? Come on, man. Yeah, and and um, Regal was playing almost this like scary butler. Yeah, he was almost playing like the butler. Where he's like... No, don't worry, sir. And then kind of let him outside, and Cameron was like, "Oh, I don't want to." Blah yep. blah blah. And then blah. Michael Hayes comes out of the van. Yeah, that was awesome. That was funny. Oh, Ripley Ra- Raquel Gonzalez, another really good match. That was the finish of their feud, wasn't it? I I would say it's the finish of their feud because Ripley's already started to call out Ia Shirai again. You know, which her, they're having a title match Wednesday. I'm down Tomorrow. for it. Yeah. I'm down for it. I mean, I don't think Ripley should take the belt off. Ripley's of her. not taking that belt back. I just think um, I'm sorry, Meredith. My girlfriend Meredith absolutely loves Rhea. It's her favorite wrestler. She's not winning that belt back. No, and Rhea's a good wrestler, but she doesn't. She, she doesn't be, need the belt. She doesn't need the belt one, and she'll probably be on main roster by mid next year. Oh, before then, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow she comes up post survivors post survivor series. Maybe you know what I mean. She just fit. She, her 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 style seems like it fits better up there, in my opinion. Yeah, and and it's also she's had her time in NXT. Yeah, she's, she's had been her the belt. NXT champion. Yeah, she's been the NXT UK Women's Champion. Yep, I, she's I, had her good feuds yeah. with all the big names. The only thing I could think of, the only reason why you would hold her down, is if you're gonna set up something between her and Tony Storm. Her and Tony, or her and Ember. Yeah. Or the, or them three. Yeah. Or somehow you get her and Tony Storm working together against Raquel Gonzalez and. Um, Dakota, Kai. Dakota Kai but right now Dakota Kai is having something with Ember Moon yeah. and so it's, what, it's a whole what's nice is there's so cluster. many moving parts in this women's division yeah. you can do things like that because you can have someone like Candice LeRae who could be going after the main title against Io Shirai but she's too busy destroying Shotzi Blackheart's t- tank and Shotzi Blackheart's been so well that she could be going after the title but she has to deal with not only Candice LeRae but a couple of weeks back she was dealing with Dakota Kai. And Dakota Kai's going after Ember Moon. And Ember Moon's just getting her feet back under her after she's had a couple of good matches. This women's division is so good. It yeah. Is, honestly. It's so- like, you don't know who's the number one contender until like the week before it happens. Yeah. Because everybody, anybody could be yeah. number one contender. Yeah. At that point. You're 100% right. Um, And then the main event, Shirai versus Candice LeRae. And S- tables, letters, and screams. Sca- scares. Scares match. Aw. Oh. So good. Like, these two have some of the best chemistry out of anybody in any wrestling organization anywhere in the world. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah, they've... They've they've, put some great matches together, from In Your House to the stuff that they were doing before when EO first had her heel turn. Yeah, when they were were best friends, and then EO turned heel and became the the evil genius of the sky and all that such. Yeah, this has just been good 
checking every box, planting little seeds from past story parts to the current story parts, mm-hmm. the future story. I love it. I love it. I like that EO kept even with the interference. Yeah. Of the Shotsy. master assailant. No, it wasn't oh, it was the master assailant. Yeah. yeah, the master assailant. But I, I would have hated it had the assailant cost EO the belt. the belt. Yeah. I think that has to happen maybe a little bit later, and that's how Candice gets the belt, and that's how the Garganos become the championship couple, the yeah. Grand Slam couple. Yeah. So. Overall, though, NXT put together another great pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Not on the level of 31, because unfortunately, they were chasing. I wouldn't even call this a pay-per-view. I'd call it like a, a TV special. Okay. Because it was almost like Great American Bash. Or In or, Your House. Or yeah. In Your Well, In Your House was actually a pay-per-view. It was oh, TakeOver okay. In Your House. Okay. Um, Great American Bash and this were like TV specials. Like homages to um, exactly. WCW's to, yeah. old... old yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, But, yeah. It, it didn't hold quite up against 31 but it was a nice filler in between yeah. which is really nice to get two war games it yeah. set us up a lot of stuff for war games which yeah, is take nice. war games will probably happen early december yeah get to aew here do you want to do that first or do you want to do you you want to we're not wait doing on uk that? we're waiting on uk okay so aew full gear was this past saturday first match that happened on that show so i'll be honest i only saw recaps i didn't watch the show um I'm not sure if anybody can tell. I am not an AEW guy. I am I I am getting really sick and tired of the constant praise that this organization gets when they're going up against someone like WWE's third brand yeah. and are barely pulling the numbers out with former WWE talent. Yeah. I'm getting sick of all the flippy doodahs that put a lot of people in danger, that cost a lot of people time in the ring. You know, their best talent is Pac. Yeah, he's missing time All because around. he got hurt doing some stupid flippy doodahs. And don't get me wrong, I love the high flying stuff. I love it. I mean, one of my favorite matches of all time is TLC at WrestleMania 17 when Jeff Hardy gets speared off speared the, off the ladder. Off, no, not off, off, the, off the championships. Okay, I love the brutality that happens, but there's a way way to do it. There's a way to incorporate it in matches. It doesn't need to be in every match. It doesn't. This is and you why. notice, and you notice a lot of uh, reason why WWE guys get hurt as well and are out for time are because of unnecessary dies. Rich Holland, Rich Holland, Ivar, yeah, Ivar's both, out. Both great guys had great futures ahead of them. Not like their careers are over, but they're missing a good chunk of time out of their... Rich Holland is supposed to be in the War Games match. That's what they were building towards with someone. Yeah, they were building but, for Rich Holland to be in this faction. Yes. Like, that's huge. The Viking the Viking Raiders are lost now in the shuffle. Again, Eric is in the 24-7 stuff because they have nothing else to do with them. They had him in Raw Underground because they had nothing else to do with them because his tag team partner's hurt doing these dives. I'll tell you something right now. Do not be surprised. The reason why they keep pushing Keith Lee down the card is because of their fear that he's going to get hurt doing a big move. Mm-hmm. Because... We're going to talk about Walter Dragunov. It's also with Dijakovic. Correct. But we're going to talk about Walter Dragunov. But you know why it's universally being praised right now as the match of the year? They kept it simple. They kept it safe. And it was still beat the hell out of each other. Hard hitting, but clean. There was no danger involved in the match. There was no suicinas. There was nothing crazy off the top rope. I mean, Walter does his splash, but he does that every match and he hits it the same way every match. He does it safe every match. Yeah. It was it's, just, a, it's a difference from 
a splash where you're landing on all fours on somebody versus jumping over the top rope where one your feet could get caught, one you can't could overshoot, one you could undershoot, yeah. one the person under you couldn't catch you right. Yeah. AKA Rich Holland. Yeah. Well not even just Rich Holland. Look at things that have happened with Sasha um Sasha Banks catching people in the past. Yeah. And getting called out for it. That's my problem with AEW. That they're, they're not doing enough of what wrestling could have evolved into. Yeah, I understand wrestling has changed and it's gotten more to this these flips and everything like that. But go back and look at some of the matches that get five stars in Japan or seven stars in Japan or twelve stars in Japan. One there is true clean striking, great storytelling, and safe work. And and it's also some of the matches that are known for all the flippy doodah stuff. You have guys who are trained gymnasts doing these. One match that I can think of from Japan is Ricochet Will Ospreay. Oh yeah, but th- they are trained gymnasts. They are trained parkour artists. They know how to safely do all these flips and transitions and all this. But you got these big guys, not necessarily just big guys, but anybody who aren't the trained gymnasts like some of these smaller guys are trying to do these big high-flying spots and they get hurt. Yeah. Which, Pac is one of these trained gymnasts, but he got hurt because these are still dangerous moves even for professional gymnasts. Yeah. And I wouldn't have a problem if Pac was just doing his, his, you know, was it the broken... Broken, broken arrow. arrow or something. If he was just doing that as his like finisher or whatever, I don't have a problem with that because Billy Kinman used to always come off the top rope and Eddie Guerrero used to have the frog splash and you know Swan Swanton Bomb. Bomb and yeah, there's so many different moves. But it's the fact that he gets on top and then he does it this way and then he does it that way and he's going over this way and he's going over that way. Like there is some luck involved when you're dealing with that kind of stuff and some people's luck is just gonna run out and. AEW man, they just put a lot of their guys in risk, and I and I I still don't forgive them for what happened with Matt Hardy. I really don't. No, I think it was a bad move, and I know Matt Hardy came out and he's the one who said, "Oh, it was all on me." I, I still, you had medical staff right there. That match should have ended right then and there. And the fact that they brought it back up in this is disgusting. Yeah. So your card, uh, the first uh, match was actually on the pre-show that we're gonna match and uh, mention. Didn't know Serena D beat Thunder Rosa for the NWA title. I know. That happened. Um, but Serena beat uh, Allison K in a singles match for the uh, NWA Women's Championship. That was in the pre-card. Um, your first match that actually opened the show. Kenny Omega defeated Hangman Adam Page in the AW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. It's essentially naming your number one contender. You're going to get Kenny Omega versus John Moxley at probably the first show of the year. Yeah, it's setting up for it. Um, next match was Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Orange Cassidy is now getting tied up with Dark Order stuff. Orange Cassidy goes over real and quick. They're strapping a rocket to Orange Cassidy, which oh, I'm fine with. I'm perfectly fine with. I love his character work. Um, this is a guy where you're talking about, you know, again, all the flippy doodahs. He doesn't do any flippy doodahs. No, he does. One simple dive over the top of the rope, mm-hmm. and then he does his other stuff where he puts his hands in his pockets and he just does super kicks and stuff like that. Perfect character. I I love I love his character work. I yeah. really do. Again, another character whose character work is their 
key. Yeah. They're great in the ring, but their character work work is what really skyrockets them. Um, next match was for the TNT title. Cody Rhodes. He now is known as Cody Rhodes. Um, he got his last name back. Um, lost to Darby Allen. Darby Allen is our new TNT champion. And immediately after, he was attacked. Um, was it by... I can't remember. Was it Dark Order or... I think it was Inner Circle. Somebody attacked him afterwards. And he's now going to be getting involved in a feud uh, with somebody else. Which is fine. Because Darby Allen's unbelievable, man. Yeah, he's one of the... He's and, I one like, of the and, and, and I like how they finally put that belt on somebody who isn't either ex-WWE or part of their inner their inner circle. Mm-hmm. Um, next match was the AEW Women's uh, Championship. Hikaru Shida defeated Nyla Rose, retains her championship. Um, tag Team Championships. The Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, defeat Cash Wheeler and Dax Harward, a.k.a. FTR, for the AEW Championship. Or a tag team championship. It was only a matter of time before the Young Bucks got these belts. Yeah. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I like I like the belts on FTR personally. It looked good on them. But again, they're in our circle. Yep. FTR, or not FTR, uh, the Bucks, Bucks were one of the founding yep. men for AEW. Yep. That's why they all elite wrestling. Yep. Because the elite, Kenny Omega, at that time... Uh, Hangman Page, Cody Rhodes. Yep. The the former Bullet Club started this. So you had Cody Rhodes holding the belt. You have Young Bucks holding the belt. You'll probably have Kenny holding the belt eventually. It's it's all former uh, Bullet Nepotism. Club or WWE guys. Nepotism. Yeah. It's fine. The Elite Deletion, another <laughs> cinematic match yep. from Matt Hardy, the brain of Matt Hardy. Don't get me wrong. Matt Hardy is a genius in professional wrestling. Oh, he is. The, 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 we always talk about Chris Jericho. Again, another guy who just celebrated his birthday. Yeah, um, 50th. Yep. Dude looks incredible. Yep. Um, we always talk about like his character work over the years, all the different characters he's created. Matt Hardy, man, has got a catalog of characters. Yeah. and they're, You're never going to get bored with him. And they're always good. And he doesn't get bored with himself, and he always reinvents himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Hardy defeats Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion. Um, Gangrel was there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. There was another person there. Oh, I can't remember. Um, next match was MJF versus Chris Jericho. If MJF wins, he is now in the inner circle along with Wardlow. The inner circle is now seven members. MJF and Wardlow are now part of the inner circle. Yeah, but they're part of the inner circle through light. a technicality. They're inner circle light. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty um, much. it's not gonna last. No, they're gonna turn. Of course. Um, Unless MJF starts turning people against Jericho and almost steals it from him. Yeah, but I doubt it. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, You're not going to see Jericho as a face lone wolf in AEW. Absolutely not. It doesn't work for him. He's been building this this heel character from his days in New Japan. Yeah. So when he was like the the Joker of New Japan when he had all those face paint and the spiked uh, jackets. You're not going to see him changing or anything like that. And then your world championship match. Uh, the I Quit match. Didn't know this was an I Quit match. Yeah. I uh, knew nothing about this being an I Quit match, but Moxie retains over Eddie Kingston. Apparently, Eddie Kingston cut the promo of a century um, on the AEW leading up to this, where he had such an impassioned um, promo. Well, newsflash, 
uh, Roman Reigns' promos, in my opinion, two of his returning promos have been some of the greatest promos uh, in a while. Yep. Um, and he said maybe, what, 30 words, 40 words, and said everything he needed to Between say. Between all his promos, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But that was Full Gear. As you can tell, we like AEW, but it's we get sick of it because it's the same guys, former WWE guys... All that such. Inner Circle guys. Yeah. Not not Inner Circle the faction. Inner Circle the guys who started this thing. Yeah. Don't be surprised, man, if like in a couple of months people are talking about like how tag teams like FTR are just fed up with, you know, their position in AEW because they were fed up in WWE because they couldn't ever, you know, get through the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you're gonna be dealing with nepotism the whole time in AEW, you know, good luck. It's the best thing I can tell you. Yeah. Match of the year. Yeah. Not to pop my mic. Volta Dragonoff. Wow. I've watched this match now three times. And I cannot get over it. I can remember when we were first introduced to Ilya Dragonoff. Yeah. And we were talking about how his match with Cesaro was because Cesaro is this great ring general. He does a great job. He can carry a broom to a four star match. We've given a lot of credit to Cesaro. Dude, he learned a lot of things from Cesaro. Mm-hmm. He learned a lot of things from being in the ring with Finn Balor. He has really worked on his red his red maestro gimmick. Yeah. With the amount of energy he comes out with, you figure he'd get blown out. Like he would get gassed out in the first two or three minutes in a match. This match was nonstop. This was a I think I looked at the clock. It was about a twenty seven or twenty eight. Twenty eight minute match. match. Nonstop. This Forget just the strikes, okay? This this guy's chest was as red as his eyes were with the, with those contacts he had in there. Yeah. It was everything in this match. Dude, the 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 rope whip when he got thrown into the ropes, his oh head snapped back. Oh my god. Like the selling in this match. And that was about 8 minutes into the match. Dude, the dragon suplex that he landed on his head right at the beginning of the match mm-hmm. and sold his neck for the rest of the match mm-hmm. and then took another one on the outside and a power bomb on the apron and a power bomb back in the ring. Dude, Dragonoff just kept coming and coming. He and got coming. power bombed I think 3 or 4 total times. Uh kicked out of all of them. I think 3. Kicked out of all of them. Well, did he kick out of the did he kick out of the last power bomb? Cause I don't even think it was a it was a, a pin attempt at that point. I think he went I think it was power bombed, splash, sleeper, and I think that's how the match ended. I don't think he pinned I him. think he tried to pin him off of the sleeper. Okay. Or no, off of the off splash. Of the splash. Okay. Because it was powerbomb, roll up. But that kicked was kicked out. Yeah, that was that the was, first one. Yeah. Then it was powerbomb on apron, powerbomb in the ring, splash, splash pin. pin attempt, kick dragon off hit something, and then got caught in the sleeper, knocked out cold. Yeah. Blood dripping from the mouth. Yeah. I know a match is going to be good when I see the black gloves on the re- on the ref's hands. Yeah, right and away. Something's starting to go. Yep. Um, because it's oh my god, the so we talk about chops a lot because you and I like chops. Oh man, Randy Orton's chops, Drew McIntyre, McIntyre's no, not chops, Randy Orton's chops, Drew McIntyre's, McIntyre's chops, chops against Randy Orton. Orton. Walter's chops are another level. Dragonoff had some great chops too. I know, I know, but. Like, Walter's known for his chops. WWE put a compilation together leading up into this match on their Instagram, which is just a video of Walter's chops. Yeah. And the way he hits people, 
from what was explained, from what I listened from a couple of different people, Jim Cornette and other wrestling podcasts, they talk about how like the way Walter delivers the chop is extremely safe, but makes it sound so much worse than it actually is. He he cups his hand, doesn't he? I think something. He cups I, his hand because it it reverberates oh, more. Oh my god! All I know is what a match. Because instead of taking just like a back fist to somebody, yeah, like that straight arm right on you. But a cup that kind of that hat that has. So I'm going totally audio geek on this. It it has a little pocket where yeah. sound can almost like snap in. Yep. So that makes it pop even more. I just like we were talking about. Alex Smith is automatically the uh, NFL comeback player of the year, no matter what else happens in the NFL this year. I really, really, really think like match of the year may have been sewn up between uh, in WWE at least. Mm-hmm. I, I think it may have been sewn up, yeah. and there's been some really good matches in WWE this year. This match was unbelievable. Which don't be fooled when it comes time when it comes early, early next year, late this year, we will give you our top ten matches of the year. We will go back through all of the year and get our top ten matches of the year. Don't you worry. We will do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry. This is probably going to be my number one or it's, my number two. It's probably going to be my number one or two, yeah. I mean, it all depends on how I look at another match or a couple of matches this year as well where I'm going to yeah. place it. But this match was unbelievable. I couldn't stop talking about this match. Yeah. I've told so many people to go out who aren't wrestling fans and just watch this match. Yeah. I. So I sat down to watch this match, and I told Meredith that, hey, I'm going to watch this match. If you want to watch it with me, cool. If not, you don't have to. I sat down and watched it, and I was like, because she likes, she likes wrestling for like the story, but she also likes the playing all tag team matches, and yeah. she always roots for the face and blah, blah, blah. She's a very casual wrestling fan. Yeah. I told her straight out, you would not want to watch this match because you'd be grossed out in about three minutes yeah. with how brutal this match is. Dude, the first chop to Dragunov's neck. Oh, oh, how about when he has him like draped over the rope and he just open hand slaps him right in the chest. And then Dragunov goes under the ropes and he just takes his boot and just Walter just smashes it into his face. Yeah. Just so much about this. So good. It was so good across the board. And to to think there was no crowd for this match. I know. I know. You get that. You get even more reverberation from that empty arena. And then on top of it, to even think even further, this is like almost a four month build because Dragonoff won Mm -hmm. the right for this match like four months ago before everything started getting closed down. Which pisses me off because Walter is now the longest reigning UK champion by uh, default. By default. (laughs) Because he held the belt for like six months while they didn't have anything going on. Doesn't matter. He still had the belt. I know, but I don't. I'm fine. Um, but anyway, I, mean, I think that basically wraps up anything we've missed in the yes. last three or four weeks that we have not been recording. Yes. If we missed anything else, let us know. We will, we will attack it Friday when we record our Monday night raw and Wednesday night wars recap and going into a longer weekend and we will be back for Friday night Smackdown and Monday night raw next Tuesday, next Wednesday, we'll be here for doinked. And then we should be back on schedule. But again, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, definitely hit us up on the social media at Double Doink Network or at our personals, Dave the Doink or DJ Ald. Um, you can send us any questions you have, comments, concerns about the show. Obviously, like, share, subscribe the show. Um, 
Also, follow us on our socials. We are going to be getting back into posting. We keep saying this, but we actually got to do it. Yeah. Got to get in each we, other's ass to yeah. get to get the posting. But I think that basically wraps everything up. Uh, yeah, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. And happy Veterans Day, everybody. Happy Veterans Day.